Oh, Utah, Utah. So yeah. the fight was in Utah. Christine's fight was in Utah. Julio's okay. was in Colorado. Okay. Yeah. And Christine won? All I do is win. <laughs> I, you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to lead the audience a little bit. All I do is win. <laughs> no, I know. So um, anyone tuning in now, I spoke about my human backpack for six months. Uh, my first fight coach, uh, AJ, uh, out of Savage. And here he is, uh, the man, the myth, the legend, who laid kicked the shit out of me. It was so big and tempting. <laughs> had to. So you're you're training fighters all over the world now. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Based out of Vegas for the most part. Based out of my mind, pretty much. <laughs> like uh, I'm I'm constantly training. So even if it's a phone call or just me being able to call somebody and look, this is what you need to do. This is what we need to focus on, or just giving them that savage mindset. So I feel like wherever I am, that's where I'm coaching. Okay. What, what would you say is a savage mindset? Uh, so there's average. Okay. And then there's everything above that, which is savage. Uh, whatever the easiest way is, is probably the wrong way for me. Okay. Um, I believe in what, whatever the sport is, whatever the combat sport is, handicapping your opponent and doing it viciously. Okay. Even though it's thoughtful and methodical, you're still a, like a savage about it. Like, it's just what we do. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, um, you know, I always hear this parable about, you know, there's this island and it had all the riches, it had all the fruits and vegetables and it had gold and everything, but no one can ever take this island because the, the people that were defending the island were just so crazy uh. and so brutal. So people... Sailors would sell their ships there with 2,000 men and, you know, two hours into the battle, they'd be fleeing back to the boat. My thing is, I want to go there and I want to burn the boat. We're not going back. There is no going back. You stay, you fight, you win or you die. Okay. I'm not ready to die. So let's win. So when you take that option away from them, and that's the mindset I believe in giving my fighters, just people in my life, no matter what you do, there's always planning for the worst and hoping for the best, right? Yeah. Let's do that. What's the worst thing that can happen? Okay. And let's adjust for that. So therefore, when it happens, you're like, yeah, I was waiting for that. Same thing with jujitsu, being mm -hmm. a move ahead. If I do this, he can either do this or that. Yeah. If, I'm plan if I prepare for both, it doesn't really matter what you do. I'm going to kill you either way. Yeah. So it makes you calm. And the calmer you are, the better you perform. So. Is that is that why you uh, started me on on back? Is that the worst position you think there is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because most people are like, they're on my back. I don't know what to do. You know, usually, especially in MMA, when somebody gets your back, you're like, oh, it's like even the announcers, they're like, it's over. He got yeah. his back. Whereas it's like, this is where we start. Like, if this is the worst, like, I'm good here. Yeah. So if you think you start at the worst position and you make that comfortable to you, being calm in chaos... Nothing else matters. Okay. Yeah. I actually, I've never actually credited you. Um, cue up the video at some point. Credit <laughs> you for this armbar submission I got. Oh God. Um, uh, in nogi, uh, as a white belt. It was. It was just. I remember you saying shift from rear naked choke to mm -hmm. the armbar. Yep. If you can't control the back and you feel them escaping, that happened. And then plan for the worst, hope the for the best. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if they get out, I have this in my back pocket. Yeah. So. It, um. Yeah, I, I did want to ask. Uh -oh. Uh, what? Uh oh. <laughs> no, I you know, I have aspirations to be a coach one day. Okay. Um. And so I 
I don't really know what a typical day in life of a coach looks like, <laughs> especially a fighting coach. Because okay. I do jujitsu primarily, but at the end of the day, jujitsu for me is all oops, all martial arts. So there's right. going to be striking in there and everything. So right, 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 right. How 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 do you approach your typical day as a coach with your fighters? Oh man! So for me, I have to do my work first. Okay. Um, I believe in putting in just as much effort and. The whole thing for me is knowing my opponent better than I know my fighter. Okay. Because I can't guide you if I'm trying to figure this out at the same time you're trying to figure it out. Yeah. There's a lot of coaches. I use that term very loosely. Coaches. Okay. Um, there's fight night coaches and there's gym coaches. There's gym coaches where they know all the drills. You know, they can run a gym. They're really good at that. They get everybody busy. Everybody's doing something. Yeah. But when the lights come on. Can you get me a win? I need this round. Give me more. Does not help the fighter. Yeah. But, hey, throw a two, three. I need three shots, no more singles. Like, that helps. Like, telling them what to do, guiding them like a video game. That makes sense. So, there's just a difference. So, I probably spend more time preparing myself. So, I literally have three computers set up. And I'll have one on like 0.25, one on 0.5, and then one at full speed with no volume on. And I'm literally watching every little move my okay. opponent is doing. What did they throw? Do they fight well going backwards? Look at the footwork. Every time they do this, and I look for tendencies, not flaws. Okay. Flaws you try and correct. Tendencies you can't help. And it doesn't matter. People are like, oh, man, I've been in camp and I've been working on this. I've been working on this for six weeks, my entire camp. Yeah, but you've been fighting for six years. Mm-hmm. So when I make you uncomfortable, you're going to revert back to what's comfortable. Do you? I feel like that's what happened to Dustin Poirier's last fight with Justin Gaethje. His tendency to just pull up his pants mm-hmm. and Gaethje got him with it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because at the end of the day, you are who you are, right? Yeah. You can only mask it for so long. It's kind of like dating a crazy woman and mm-hmm. you don't know she's crazy because she's on her best behavior in the beginning. Yeah. But eventually it shows itself, right? Yeah. And it's usually at the worst time. And usually for fighters, it's the same thing. They show their weaknesses or their flaws at the worst time. But there's a lot of coaches. There's a lot of people that win despite their coach. Okay. Um, at a certain level, everybody's good. Everybody can roll. Everybody can fight. Everybody has a good ground game. Everybody has good striking. At a certain level, everybody is good. Okay. There's no more like, oh, this is unevenly matched. Like, okay, you're 12 and 0, and you're fighting a guy that's 0 and 8. Like, at some point, everybody's good. Yeah. So sometimes it takes a coach with a different mindset or a different approach. So being a coach, you're a therapist first. Because uh-huh. you could say the same thing to someone, and I could say the same thing, and they'll listen to me, and they might not listen to you, or vice versa, because of the way we say it. Okay. You have to speak your fighter's language. There's some fighters I have to yell at. I have, like, I have to. Okay. There's certain fighters, like, if you watch me corner Nessa, I have to yell. When you watch me corner Christine, I'm like, hey, we're good. Like, what are we doing? Like, we got this. Calm. Having a conversation. Okay. Because one responds well to one, and the other one doesn't respond well to calm. Okay. So, so you have to figure it out. So right? really knowing your fighters is is You important. have to. Okay. You have to. Um, when you're a pro at something, that means you're good at it, right? Mm-hmm. When you're a professional coach, that means you need to be good at coaching. Okay. You need to be able to get your fighter to a win. How do you do that? On their worst day. 
Yeah, you got to know the weaknesses. And you got to know the opponent's weakness. Okay. Because the thing is, I try and handicap my opponent. Whatever you like to do, <laughs> we're going to take that away from you. Okay. And setting traps, just like in anything else, you're setting traps. Yeah. Amateurs, I told you this a long time ago, the difference between amateurs and pros, amateurs set one trap and spend the whole fight trying to make you fall in that one trap. Mm. Pros set trap, like, traps like landmines and let you kill yourself. So one is very sporadic, like, ah, ah I got to get them in there. Yeah. Where the other one is like, which one are, move, which one, yeah. <laughs> do something. <laughs> I was talking about this on the podcast that we released yesterday, uh, the progression, um, at least in Gi, from the rear naked choke to the uh, lapel choke, to, the, lapel to choke. Okay. the bow and arrow, to the arm bar. Right. And it's like, well, where it's do you want me to submit you on that chain? Exactly. Take, take your pick. <laughs> exactly. And that chain, like it. At some point, you're gonna, they're going to lose the counter. Yeah. They're like, oh, I can fight that off with this. Oh, I can fight that off with this. Like, oh, shit, I was a half step late. Mm-hmm. Too late. And that happened to me in one match, too. You know, you, you learn it. You learn. It's a learning process. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of learning, how did, you, how did you get into fighting? How did you oh, learn how to fight? What's, were, were you bullied? Like, what's your origin story? <laughs> so I, I think I've always been, like, obsessive with being great. Okay. So... Uh, early on, um, I'm related to Kenny Easley, Hall of Famer for the Seattle Seahawks. Mm. Um, so my, both my parents played basketball in college. I'm like, I'm never going to do that. Like, I don't want to play basketball. I'm going to play football. Okay. So my whole life was dedicated to football. And my parents were pretty obsessive. Like, if you're going to play football, you can have no other vice. So I'm not riding bikes. I'm not riding skateboards. I'm not. It's football or nothing. Okay. Football, homework. That's it. That's all you do. Nope. No girls, no dating. So going through all that and, uh, you know, I'm graduating. I'm all set to go to Florida State. I'm about to graduate. And I go to the doctor and my whole family's there. I'm like, what are they doing here? It's like five in the morning. Mm -hmm. Like, why is everybody here? And I have a big family. My mom is one of 11. My dad's one of 13. Oh, that's, that's... Huge, you right? Got, do you guys have family reunions? Oh, my them? God, yeah. Oh, oh, wow. Where we, like, take over a park. <laughs> like, just close the park down. Um, like, you could show up, and they'll be like, oh, yeah, that's cousin so-and-so. <laughs> you know how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I, you know, I have this spinal surgery because my spine was fusing together from a hit I took. And uh, I'm, so, uh, yeah, so I, you know, I have this spinal surgery because my spine was fusing together from a hit I took. And uh, I'm actually supposed to be like six feet tall. That's why my arms are so long. And so they stretch me. They put two rods this long. So imagine being a like all-star athlete. Yeah. And then you wake up 13 hours later and all I can move is my head. I'm like, what is going on? Like had to learn how to walk again. You know, the old man walker. Yeah. Sitting there, can't move. Um, Really, literally can't move. Like can't even see my feet. I'm like, my neck doesn't move. Um, arms barely working. Um, and then I'm watching old karate movies, okay. see a blind guy beating up everybody. I'm like, hmm, I can do that. <laughs> so then it's like, you know, you just start traveling and learning techniques, learning Sambo, Salat, mm-hmm. like, oh, so-and-so is, he know he's really good at this. Oh, I want to learn that. Yeah. You know, um, traveling and doing all these things, going to Thailand. That's why I conditioned one leg and not the other because I'm scraping it with bamboo and there's a little kid like, come on. I'm like, dude, if you don't move, you're a little... <laughs> like, if you don't get out of here. Um, but just wanting to be a beast because I'm like, okay, now I have that 
I may not be able to play football anymore, but I can destroy people. Yeah. Which is that safety mentality. Like, I'm just going to run through you. Yeah. Like, nobody wants you to just run through their face over and over and over and over and over and over again. <laughs> so, uh, you know, no, learning the chess play, like yeah. the gamesmanship that goes with it. You know, playing football, it was more like a mentality for me. Like, I was able to outthink my opponent. Well, in fighting, I only got one opponent to worry about. I don't have 11 people I got to worry about. Yeah. It's just one. You know how unfair that is? Like, if all I have to do is pick you apart, I don't have to worry about anybody else, just you. Like, you're in trouble. Yeah. Because I'm obsessed with this. Especially if you have time to study and dissect their moves. Yeah. If, and now it's so funny because, uh, you know, we'll go to watch other fights. I'm standing there next to uh, matchmaker Mel Valenzuela. Shout out to him. Um, standing next to Mel Valenzuela. We walk out and he's all, what do you think about this fight, bro? I'm like, the bell just rang. They're meeting in the middle. I'm like, yeah, red corner, can't walk. They're fighting off their front foot. Their head is too high. Yeah, this is going to be bad for Red. Okay. 30 seconds later, Red is in the corner getting pummeled. And he's like, how the hell? Like, they just came out. And it's literally the same thing. So when we go to spar, it's almost unfair. Yeah. Because we go to, you know me, take my team, pack them up. We go to Vegas. We don't spar at regular gyms. We go to DLX. We go to Bones. We go to Top Rank. And we spar pros. You're going to do eight to ten rounds. At this gym, when we go to the next one, you're going to do 8 to 10. When we go to the next one, you're going to do 8 to 10. All in the same day. Don't really give a fuck if you're tired. Yeah. Figure it out. Whereas when you go into these gyms, it's like, he's going to do two, he's going to do three, he's going to finish them all. Okay, but this guy's going straight. Yeah. And people get so excited because, you know, that last gym you get to, it's like, yeah, we're killing him. He's done like 20 rounds already, but it doesn't matter. We're going to figure this out. And it's not to win sparring. It's that mentality. So when Julio had his first fight, Julio fights at 135. Mm-hmm. He, I think Julio he t- is your bare knuckle champion now. Yeah. Shout out to Julio. He is now a BYB champion, mm-hmm. yeah. lightweight champion. Yep. Respect, bro. Respect. Started a year ago. A year ago. Wow. <laughs> Never fought. No, no. I think he had like one Amy. Okay. Like nothing, really. He's fighting Toby Misich from uh, UFC in Bellator, renowned, won every boxing tournament in Hawaii. Okay. Everybody's like, this, he's going to kill this kid. Julio fights at 135. The fight was at 147. Julio weighed in with all his clothes on. Okay. He was that far under. That, he's, it was bad. Like, like the commission like, is like- 10, he, 15 pound difference. The commission is like, he needs to gain three pounds. I'm okay. like, I'm just going to give him water bottles to put in his pocket. The commission looked me in my eye and said, it's his funeral. Cool. Let's work. Okay. We stopped Toby Misich in the second round with something we had been working on the whole. I made one adjustment. Mm-hmm. One adjustment. And we stopped him in the second round. What was the adjustment? Like, what was going on in the scenario? So he was a southpaw. Okay. Uh, and he's really too swift. He's fast. Okay. In and out. Hits hard. So the adjustment was when he comes in, I noticed that he slightly lowers his head every time. Slightly mm-hmm. lowers his head. So I'm like, go bowling. We're going to throw an uppercut and catch him coming in. Okay. So we were baiting him the whole time, baiting him the whole time. He threw it a couple times early, and I'm like, what are you doing? Stop showing it. And he's like, coach, no. Stop showing it. Second round, what are you doing? Yeah. You stop him in the first round, it's luck, right? He survives the first round. I need to see his mentality. 
Like, I need to see how he's going to perform. So between the first and the second, he sits down in the corner. I'm like, it's just like Vegas. He goes, pardon my language, fuck no. Vegas was way harder. <laughs> so at that point, I literally just calmed down like, oh, okay, we're good. <laughs> like, we're good. This kid got it. Yeah. Stops Toby in the second round, uh, went bowling. It got so bad to where that was his signature. So the announcers for his, few, his next couple fights, they were like, you know, he wants to go bowling. Well, he just went bowling because <laughs> he was stopping everybody with that. Um, so I don't know. It, it was just for me, he he showed who he was. I saw something in him just like, you know, taking Jessica Smith, who has zero, never fought in her life. Mm-hmm. Not even like, hey, girl, like not even a street fight. Really? Guess how many times she sparred? Ten? Zero. Zero, okay. Her first fight was in Dubai in bare knuckle. She <laughs> she, I mean, I, I shouldn't she, even ask no, no, at this point. No, she lost. I okay. wasn't able to go to Dubai. Okay. I sent Surge. So Nessa and, and uh, Jessica went to Dubai. I think I had Christine's fight, plus I had some medical stuff that I had to handle. Uh, so I didn't go. She lost that fight. Okay. She took a pounding. You know, she went up against somebody that won Golden Gloves. Like, she's vicious. Yeah. Uh, shout out to her. She's really, really good. Fast forward to her next fight, the fact that she got up, kept coming back, didn't quit. I was like, hmm, savage mentality. Yeah. Okay. So she would literally have a panic attack every time she got in the ring to spar. So that was a victory in herself just okay. to step into that ring. Yeah. In Dubai, in that atmosphere, fighting with no gloves against somebody that's skilled, I'm like, okay. And she took damage, right? Yeah. Second fight, she's fighting a girl named Casey Dees. I'm like, okay, cool. Daddy's home. It's going to be a different outcome. She was so psyched. She's smiling in the corner. She's smiling during the fight. Okay. She wins that fight. So she, she went in there... Tasted some defeat and learned some lessons out of that. But grew as a person. At the end of the day, the fighting, it is what it is. But mm-hmm. growing as a person, whatever demon she was fighting before that, mm-hmm. whatever problem she had or childhood trauma she had, all faded away with that win. I mean, all that went away, okay. right? So when that went away, just the look in her eye, the way she approaches things now, I, I feel accomplished because I felt like I built a better person. That's, like, that's awesome. You know what I mean? At the yeah. end of the day, a lot of coaches like, I don't train women. Yeah, uh, I can see. I can see that. It's a challenge. Yeah. Like when you're cutting weight, like when do you start your cycle? Like, <laughs> you yeah. know, a lot goes into I, it, right? I never even thought about it yeah. from that perspective. Yeah, yeah, because now you're retaining water and it's like, oh, can you start it early? I'm like, no, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> yeah. But um, just giving women, not just women, but people in general. I, I think I feel like everybody needs the ability to defend themselves. Mm, yeah. So, I don't know. Coaching is you're a therapist first. Okay. So if you have that mindset and you just genuinely want to help that person, because there's a lot of coaches that do it for the money. There's a lot of coaches that should not be coaching because they're going to get someone killed. Like you see them doing, you know, me, and I get frustrated with the bullshit pad work. But that's one of my biggest things. It's like, man, I worked on this routine for an hour. How is that going to help you in a fight, bro? No. Like, it's not. Like, 
Really? The mitts don't hit back. Like, I get it. I mean, I know that everybody wants the flash and the fluff and whatever. Yeah, you post that for likes, right? Yeah. But the, the foundation, I feel like there's, like, the fluff, the flash, but the foundation you never show. Like, the stuff that we grind in, like... We're going to work on this transition until you get it. Yeah. I don't care if your fucking feet bleed. We're going to keep doing this until you get it. You yeah. kind of, you know how I am. I, I know. <laughs> like, we're going to do that. And it's not glamorous. It's not pretty. But when you need it, it's there. Yeah. You know what I mean? You were talking about um, how you're taking everyone to the gyms and not giving a care if they're tired or not. I just remember going from, in Long Beach, going from that hill. Is uh-huh. it Signal Hill? Yep. Doing training up on Signal Hill and then be like, all right, guys, let's run and let's go, uh, let's run to Hill Street. I'm yeah, like, now we can train. Bro, I just, I'm like, I'm tired. I got, what, what am I supposed to do right now? I, I think somebody just brought that up the other day. Like, yeah, I ran into another coach and at BKFC actually. And he's like, oh, I remember you from Hill Street. Like, he introduced his fighter to me and he goes, I've only taken you this far. This guy could take you all the way to the top. I'm like, whoa, what are you doing? Like, don't do that. <laughs> Your fighter's gonna have zero confidence in you right now. Like, don't do that. And he's like, no, this guy, we'd come near the spar. He'd make his guys run six miles, then come in and spar. And if they were late or if they were last, he'd make them do it again and then come back and spar. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I did. And if they didn't do well in sparring, go do it again. Yeah. You got some more cardio to do. So, yep. actually, um, you know, I've always had my injuries, um, but. I've been doing a lot better with my athleticism. I'm okay. curious to see how I would hold up in one of your sessions. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I know I'm. A, I know you're. I know you'll break me, and I know I'll die. But I'm just curious to see where the bar was from when right. I started to where I'm at now. Right, 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 right. Because right, right. I wasn't in competition shape then, but well, I am now. <laughs> if you can do, if you can answer one question honestly for me, um, so what percentage would you expect? What percentage of growth would you expect? Between then and now? I mean, unfortunately, I feel like it has to be almost 100%. Really? Um, Do you know what would please me? What percentage would please me? What? 1%. 1%. Okay. If you can do 1% better every day, that's our model. 1% better every day. I don't want leaps and bounds. I don't want all this. No, 1%. Okay. If you can, you can promise me 1%, I will ride with you until the wheels fall off. Okay. I don't want somebody, oh, I got to do 100%. No, no, I don't want that. It's too much stress, too much strain, and it's unattainable. 1%, yeah. you could do that. And that's what, I, honestly, that's what I try to do with my, these guys right here, and I know you don't watch anime, but he's kind of like 1% get better right. and progress forward, and that's kind of what I follow in my path, too. So It works. Yeah. If it's not broke, don't fix it. Okay. Well, then well, you still want to tweak it. But. Still want to tweak it, yeah. <laughs> I have to fix my striking. Um, it's the impact. The hardest part is the jumping back and forth and the impact on my uh, knees with no meniscus. That's kind of the hardest part. Okay, so you, what's the adjustment? God gave you two legs, so focus on the other one. Yeah, the adjustment is th- this one's wearing out too. So we have uh, the adjustment right now is building up all my hamstrings, building up my knees mm-hmm. as strong as I can, and then... Going slowly, step by step, okay, and trying to memorize those steps, almost like dance steps. Does that mean, especially when okay. it comes to footwork, almost like dance steps? And once I get that, then I'll start incorporating the punches. But I'm doing that, you know, progressively, step by step, little by little. Okay. There, there was an old saying, especially with martial arts: never give a sword to a man that can't dance. Mm. 
there's a lot of fighters that can't dance. Yeah. There's a lot of fighters that plant their feet and throw, right? Yeah. There's a lot of fighters that have excellent footwork. For me, I believe if below the ankles is bad, everything above the ankles is horrible. Okay. But in your situation, when you can't move, you feel like you can't move forward, back, and lateral um, to the best of your ability. Yeah. Knowing that, it has to be a threat. Now, if you plant your feet, you have to threaten. It has to be such a threat where I won't. I don't want to come forward because mm. I know if I do, there's going to be hell to pay. Yeah. So again, you plant your feet. They come in. You blast them with the hardest shot you can, and get right back to your guard. Right. Yeah. Right back to your guard, and you look through them. You try and punch through them. Now I have to think about it because now I'm like, wait, hold on. Okay. 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 Yeah. I need to think about that. So if you think about it, you can either be a lion that's loose, right? Yeah. Where I can run from you, I can hide from you, whatever. Or you can be a lion in a cage and make them fear going near that cage. Okay. So it's just just a different mindset. Yeah. So you have to adapt and, then and overcome. Copy. And that's where that one person getting better because mm-hmm. that one person spills that confidence mm-hmm. as you get better. And so it's just. So if you can't move, you focus on planting your feet and turning your hips and developing the most amount of power you can to where it's like, hmm, I don't want that to happen again. I'm going to just stay over here. Now you don't have to move. Now you can sit there. Come here. Nah. Come here. Nah. So. And so it sounds like you had a pretty bad injury and you rehabbed yourself back from that. Yeah. um, Learned how to walk again. Uh, I think it took me four months. Um, yeah, four months and I was light jogging and moving around. And then it's just like, even now people are like, oh, when it gets cold. No, I, no, nothing stops me. I'm just going to do what I need to do. Nothing's going to stop me. I'm going to be great regardless. So you're on a David Goggins mindset. Pretty much like, um, same language, (laughs) same language. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I never really thought about it like that, but, uh, that's one of Christine Faria's, uh, motivational tools is listening to him. And so, you know, when she's cutting weight, we're listening to that and I'm like, Oh, cool. Like, you know, I'm resonating with some of the things and he used to be overweight and like, I was never overweight, but I did have to go through some things to get to where I am now. Yeah. And I know when I first started cornering, I hated it. I hated it. I just wanted to be behind the scenes, send you out there. Because when I'm back there, I'm like, this isn't for, like, I'm back there warming up myself, like getting ready. I'm like, so you want to, you still want to fight. Like, this isn't for me. This is for them. So I think that's probably why I don't do podcasts. I don't do interviews. I try not to do that stuff because I want my fighter to shine. Yeah. Because they're the ones that are in there doing the work. Like I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. They're, they don't have to do this. Yeah. I chose to be a coach. They may have chose to be a fighter or to be in combat sports, but they need the recognition for that. I don't want to steal that shine. And there's been fights where it's like, AJ Easley, AJ Easley, AJ Easley. And I'm just like, like it's cool. I appreciate that. Yeah. But focus on the fighter. Look at the growth. Look at the maturity. Because that 10-second clip of them saying your name, your fighter's name, can change, make the difference for that fighter. Like, yeah. I can do this. They believe in me. You know, so. No, I, I hear exactly what you're saying. It is, um, actually, I do want to highlight some of your fighters at some point. 
Yeah, um, I would love that. Uh, yeah, I was actually going to holler at Julio because I was up uh, Saturday. I was with Strike for Purpose. Um, okay. Getting my... Shout out to Gabe. Yeah, shout out to Gabe. Coach K? Getting my uh, rest worked off, man. Okay. Just one, two, in and out. One, like you are saying, jump in, fire, get out. Yeah. Fire, plant, get out. And I, I, I really commend Gabe and his growth and um, yes how there have been there have been times where we would have a we would have sessions and we wouldn't do anything we just talk mm-hmm. like that's a nugget coach what was that and like and he's writing it down and taking it to heart and then watching him and listening to him train i'm like hey i like that all right that's me like he we call him the mini me with the bigger mm-hmm. head because his head is huge it looks like a <laughs> orange on a toothpick but <laughs> um yeah, Gabe is is definitely doing his thing. So if you can, if you do want to be a coach, I think you have to think about everything a bad coach is and everything mm. a good coach is. And you find your own lane, right? You're not going to be perfect. Yeah. By no means am I perfect. Like, I am not going to sit here for two hours and watch you on the treadmill. Why? I can't trust you to do your cardio. There would be times where, like, yeah, I need to test you and see where you're at to see if you've really been doing what you said you were doing. Yeah. But my claim to fame is cornering. Not really just coaching. Coaching is more a mentality, right? Yeah. Because whatever you go through, whenever you spar, you're working on certain things. But when the fight actually happens, it's like, ooh, that ain't going to work. Yep, we need to adjust, right? Yeah. And now you make an adjustment. So now all that stuff you did doesn't really come into play now. You have to adjust to something new. So it has to be a trust. If you trust me, you're going to listen because I see things you don't see. Yeah. Can't see the forest for the trees. I'm on the outside. I'm seeing everything. And that's my job is to see everything. Mm. I want you to be prepared. I want you to be skilled. I want you to be able to have the ability to adjust. If you're like, man, I'm going to be open guard all day. I'm not going to switch. And you go get somebody and they're destroying your open guard. You switch. Yeah. So now all that open guard work is for nothing, right? Yeah. But if you already thought, well, plan B is, if this doesn't work, if and then, if this doesn't work, then I do this. Yeah. Now you're ready for that. Okay. Speaking of uh, open guard Uh and jujitsu, I got to know. I I do have to know as someone who, I don't know, I I, I still say I pride myself on my back defense and being calm because of that six. uh, It was... Because I remember, came up to, what was it, the Pyramid, Long Beach. Yep. I brought up mats. Yeah. I just got done at DG Boxing, mm-hmm. and you were training some guys, and I was really nervous. I was like, oh, man, there's some other fighters up here. I don't know anything. You came over, you made, made me feel very comfortable. But I, I just curious what your first impression was of me when, when all that went down. So <laughs> fighters usually have an ego. Mm-hmm. And the newer they are, the bigger the ego. Mm. Um, you were very humble. Okay. Um, and you showed heart. Um, that's one thing I can't teach. Like, okay. you know, I'm, I'm not, Thank you, I'm not the, the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> I can't give you heart. Like, you have to either have it or you don't. Yeah. Um, but I can see that I saw that glimpse of that savage mindset. Not every savage is like, ah. Some are quiet. Yeah. Like Julio. Julio's a... You know, they call him the quiet killer, mm-hmm. you know, silent assassin. There's other people that are like loud, rah-rah in your face. You were this subtle savage, okay. literally. And I think 
your attention to detail was probably the biggest thing for me. I was like, okay, this guy can be special. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. And there's still growth there. Yeah. Your journey isn't done. But the fact that you took the reins and you are where you are now. Thank you. Thank you. I'm proud to know you. (laughs) I don't think, uh, I I truly believe my journey will never be done until the day that I die. Yeah. And it'll be done not because I completed it, but it'll be done because I can't keep going anymore. Right. Um, So. But that's why I think teaching because there's not a lot of good teachers out there. There's not a, you see so many bad coaches, like you grab a pair of mitts yeah. or you got, grab some mats and now you're a coach. And it's like, huh? Yeah. Nah, bruh. Like you're not. And I pride myself on my legacy, like building champions, mm-hmm. always winning, taking somebody off the street. Like I'm meeting a guy like BG Gray. Um, he trained at uh, Tiger Boxing. Uh, shout out to Coach Tiger, Miss Elizabeth. Um, shout out Tiger. And he, uh, she sends him to me, and she's like, he really wants to do bare knuckle. Mm-hmm. I think he had his first fight six or eight weeks later at heavyweight. He was 185. Paulie is like, uh, this is supposed to be a heavyweight fight, but there's only one heavyweight in there. What is the weight class for heavyweight and bare knuckle boxing? Uh, it's it was two hundred five. Uh, that fight was at two hundred five, and um, yeah, it's two hundred five okay. and above. So but, about twenty five pound difference. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but the difference in that fight was um, they had me mic'd up for that fight, and obviously used none of the footage because I wanted more, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Big Serge Estrada, the cut man, was like, Coach, you forgot his water. He's not getting fucking water. You only get water if you work. He's not doing shit. He's standing there staring at him. I need him to work so he doesn't need water because he hasn't worked. He's lucky he's getting a stool. (laughs) (laughs) And so he's like, Coach, I have Vaseline in my eye. It was really blood. Mm -hmm. I literally take my sweater, wipe it, and I'm like, God gave you two eyes. Shut the fuck up and use the other one. (laughs) And I'm like, you don't need to see him. He's standing right in front of you. You can close your eyes and hit him. Yeah. So it was so bad that after the fight, and this is the funniest story ever, five rounds after the fight, as soon as the bell rings, I'm yelling. I'm losing my mind. How dare you leave it to the judges? We don't do that. You didn't work enough. I swear to God, you're going to walk home. Like I'm just going off for like literally like 60 seconds, like just letting them have it. I am so pissed off. The cameraman zooms in on me and then turns away because I'm so mad. So then as they're announcing, the fighters are in front, Big Mo is standing behind, and for whatever reason, they always turn slightly to whoever's winning mm-hmm. right before they announce, and, like, and they're like, and the winner, and they look at him, and they're like, BG, great. I'm like, oh, damn. <laughs> I, I, just, I just fucked up. Because <laughs> uh... like, I thought for sure we lost. I'm like, God, you, I got an L because of you. Like, and they're like, BG, great. And I'm like, oh, Hey, at least he got the dub, though. Yeah, yeah. I still owe him, by the way, because I actually helped one of the other fighters that night, too. I cornered another fighter. He won, got knocked out of the night, literally gets dropped, face Mm -hmm. down, ass up, first round. Comes back to the corner, because this is the only... I met him five minutes prior in the back. Uh, Red Queen came up to me, and she goes, can you help me with my fighter? I'm like, yeah, I got you. They're like, get ready to walk. I'm like, what? Your name right is now? what? Your name is what? <laughs> Hi, I'm AJ. Nice to yeah, meet you. <laughs> literally. Get out there. He gets dropped in the first. I'm like, look, man, open your freaking eyes. Take a step back. Let him work you into the corner. Duck under, roll out. 
post, wait for him to walk forward. He'll walk right into your right hand. Trust me. Mm-hmm. Okay, what do I want you to do? Get out of the middle or get out of the corner, stand, post, wait for, wait for him to walk forward into my right hand. Does it perfectly. If you watch the replay, he literally lets him back up in the corner, ducks under, spins out, post, this, this is a fighter that you've never Don't. met before. This is your I made first the adjustment time. off the first round. Just off the first round of watching yeah. him. So you're you're detailing your insides pretty solid. Yeah. Okay. And drops him. He slouches in the corner. I'm like, he's not getting up. Wins the fight. Gets fight of the night. He also fights at 135. Yes. So they're like, you know, they're like, he's talking to the camera like, where's my belt? Where's my belt? I'm looking at Red Queen. I'm like, he knows I train Julio, right? <laughs> and she's like. Coach, just let him have his moment. <laughs> like, let him have his moment. I'm like, all right, all right. That's yeah, funny. <laughs> he literally was like, yeah, I'll never fight that guy. Okay. I, I'm not going to fight Julio. Like, I'm good. So that's how Julio kind of jumped him to get to the title fight. Copy. But we would have taken that too. So all all your fighters are in bare knuckle right now? Are there any other fighters? No, I mean, Sergio uh, Jimenez is still boxing. Okay. Nessa's still boxing. Julio's still boxing. Um it's just I wanted them to have that savage mindset because they're boxers that look at bare knuckle like, eh, I'm not doing that. But when you think about it, it's safer. Yeah. Gloves are designed to protect your hand, not your head. Yeah. Like, remember fisticuff days? Yeah, you know, they, yeah. There was no gloves. Yeah. And you didn't have traumatic brain injuries. You didn't yeah. have all that. Concussions. You didn't have all that. Yeah. Because you don't go as hard. You, you can't. can't. Yeah, you can't. You'll break your hand. Like, so you throw 40 to 60% power. Mm-hmm. But with a glove on, I'm trying to punch through your skull. Like, I'm trying mm-hmm. to murder you because I know I'm not going to break my hand. If I told you to hit this floor as hard as you can, with no glove, you're not going to hit it hard. With no. a glove on, you feel a little bit more empowered. It's yeah. the same thing. Okay. I just don't get it. It is safer. Um, I've never seen a punch drunk bare knuckle fighter. Copy. So would you say that if anyone who wanted to be a boxer, it'd be a good idea to, for them to start in bare knuckle first just to get their feet wet? Or <laughs> So again, bare knuckle is a savage sport. Julio mm-hmm. literally said, I wanted to make my debut in the most savage sport. So you're, you're, you have to be a savage yeah. if you want to do bare knuckle it's, boxing. It's just different. Like, people have been in a street fight. And that's one thing, too. Like, being in a street fight, you, you could be driving down the street and see a street fight, and you're like, oh, damn. It's yeah. almost hard to have a, it's almost impossible, like Connor said, to have a boring bare knuckle fight. Copy. Because you're like, ooh, and it's just the sound, right? Yeah. So you've been to a boxing match, you hear the thud of the glove. But when you hear... And you're like, ooh. <laughs> I'm like, okay. It changes. Yeah. You either fall in love instantly or you're like, yeah. There are Never people like, again. nope, it's just too bloody. If you look at Nessa's fight, mm-hmm. Nessa chose to war. Which war. fight is it? Someone to write this down so I go back and look at it. Uh, it's Nessa, Agnesa Kirikoshian versus Jessica Smith. Actually, I think I saw that. I mean, not Jessica Smith. I'm sorry. Jessica Link. I... Could have sworn I saw one where she versus the Jessica. Yeah, that was it. So I might have to go. I must have forgotten it. Yeah. If that's the case. Five nine versus five one. Yeah. Eleven inch reach, and you know we heard some rumblings from the people at the hotel. Oh man, she said she's so little. What is she gonna do? Jump to hit me? And I'm like, hey man, you know, humble, right? Like, yeah. I talked to them the entire, her and her boyfriend, I talked to, I know them mm-hmm. from BKFC. Like, I talked to them the whole time to the point where their coach is like, hey, you trying to steal my fighter? I'm like, no, I'm trying to body a fighter. Like, you can keep them. You can keep them. When they yeah. want to get better, they can come see me. And okay. he's like, 
You're saying I can't get them better? I'm like, they have grown. She has done way better from the first time to now. Yeah. She is way better. It's still not me, though. Like, this is what I do. Yeah. There's levels to this. You can't outcoach me. I'm not scared of you. There is nothing you can do to win this fight. You have every advantage. There is no way my fighter should win. Guarantee. We can put bread on it. Yeah. I'm going to body you. He did. And I walked over after the fight. This is what I do. I build champions. That's why Nessa has a title shot and your fighter doesn't. That's why Julio won a title and Mm -hmm. your fighter doesn't. That's why Christine has won a title and your fighter hasn't. It's what I do. When is uh, Nessa's uh, title shot? We're hoping February because her opponent just fought. And they posted her opponent's coach mic'd up. And God bless his soul. (laughs) He's like... Drop her like a toilet seat. I'm like, oh, okay, like whatever. And he's like, uh, give her hell. You want to be a bully? Bully her. Bully her in the corner. Oh, you should have pegged her with that one. I'm like, he hasn't given one instruction yet. Yeah. Dude, what are you going to do? Because I'm going to hear you say that nonsense, and I'm going to pick you apart, and I'm going to look right at you the entire time. Yeah. And that's probably... Um, I think at one point, and I don't know which fight it was, but I'm literally staring at the other coach. While the fight is going on, me and him are locked eyes. He's trying to look away, and he keeps looking back at me. The fight is going on. I'm like, circle to your left. I'm looking at him, but I'm watching out of my periphery. Circle to your left. It's right there. Throw the two. When you throw that two, roll under. Yep, just like that. And I'm like, adjust, like looking at him like, what are you going to do? Yeah. And he's just like, just shut down. Like <laughs> he just looks down at the ground, and I'm like, "Poor guy, <laughs> poor guy." I had a moment recently, and I told you briefly about it off camera. Where kind of the same thing is, you know, there's levels to this game, and I'm gonna show you what it is, and kind of leave it there. Yeah, yeah, and you know? see the calmness that you have. Yes, even even replaying the story, it's like complete calm. Yeah, you know how scary that is to an individual, like. Obviously, you know, things have happened and, uh, and I've seen situations in life, you know, we've been at a, uh, I've seen people playing basketball or whatever. And, you know, two guys start mm-hmm. jawing at each other and they're about to fight. This guy walks over, he goes, Hey man, it's cool. After the fight, we'll go find a little corner. We'll handle our business and we'll come back. Let's just finish this game. We'll talk about that later. Everybody was like, Oh. Okay. <laughs> and the dude is like, no, no, no. He's like, man, stop. Like, let's finish this game. We'll handle that. There's no need yeah. to keep talking about it. We got that. After the game, we'll go handle that. Okay. The game ends. Dude is walking away and he's like, hey, uh, we're going to go handle that, right? He was like, oh, man, no, no, no. He's like, of course. no, keep that same energy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, anybody that calm, he's a serial killer. You want to leave him alone. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, yeah, I don't know. That calmness actually... Um, Having the ability to do that, that's what makes coaching for me worth it. Like, mm. you know, like Nessa's like, she calls me one night and she's like, uh, I don't know. I don't want to drive. And the guy I was with, he was acting stupid. So some guys gave me a ride home. I'm like, who? She goes, I don't know. What's your name? I'm like, you're in the car with them right now? She's like, well, yeah. I'm like, Nessa, you don't just get in the star car with strangers. She goes, what are they going to do? That is, that, I mean, that is true for her. <laughs> She's like, what are they going to do? I'm like, you're five foot nothing. She's like, so what are they going to do? 
And she's like, I'll beat the shit out of both of them. I'm like, and she's saying it all out loud while she's in the car. I'm like, Nessa, Nessa. Okay. But you know, real recognize real. And when you realize that you're real, you recognize it. You said this to me, and it was like, when people show me who they are, I believe them. Mm -hmm. And that resonated with me, and it's kind of been like a mantra throughout my life when I just, oh, you're a fucked up person. Yeah, like, I believe you. Mom, you don't believe need to convince you. me anymore. I believe yeah, you. I'm going to put you in that bucket and I'm yeah. going to keep moving. Yeah, yeah. 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 So. That bucket runneth over because there's, <laughs> there's a lot of fucked up people. But yeah. I feel like you need to, as long as you have standards and you live like by some creed or by something, like you stand for something, right? Yeah. It makes life easy. It's like, you know, you go into Ikea and you get a desk and it doesn't come with instructions you're like what the hell yeah you might get it you might not but if it has the instructions and you follow those instructions nine times out of ten it's going to work out okay mm-hmm. i did say ikea you might still be fucked up but <laughs> but you get my point you get my point so as long as you have something like something to follow whether even if it's flawed yeah it's a baseline it's something right it's the same thing with coaching it's the same thing with jujitsu it's the same thing with life you got to have something that you follow. You got to have a roadmap. If you get in your car and you're going somewhere you've never been, what do you do? Punch in that GPS, right? Yeah. Because you need to follow some directions. Exactly. Or yeah. you're just going to try and figure it out. <laughs> follow the North Star. Like, no, that shit ain't going to work. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? So um, th- I'm glad that you brought that up and glad that you see that. Um, Thank you. Just keep doing what you're doing. Don't change anything. None of that needs to change. Okay. The only thing that needs to change is... How do you make yourself better today mm-hmm. versus yesterday? Copy. One thing, remember 1%. Not leaps and bounds. Be like, man, I'm going to start getting up a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit. No yeah. alarm clock necessary. My passion wakes me up. I don't remember the last time I set an alarm. I can go to bed at 2 a.m. I'm going to get up at 3. Yeah. Because I want to work when everybody else is sleeping. I want to get better when everyone else is sleeping. I am determined to be the best at what I do. I want to be the best corner man ever. That's dope. But I'm never going to rest. People are like, oh, man, you got so many champions. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to take a homeless man off the street and turn him into a world champion. Yes. <laughs> I, want to, I want to have a one-legged kickboxing champion. Like, I want to do shit that's impossible. Yeah. So that means I need to work harder. Do you have a soft spot for underdogs? There is no such thing. Okay. There is no such thing. What, so, what's an underdog? What do you mean? I just, someone that might be at a disadvantage. Uh, you, Why? You were talking about one-legged kickboxing um, fighters. I feel like that, that's a, if you're talking about kickfighting, I feel like that's a little bit of a disadvantage because you only have one leg to balance on. So you only got one leg to train. Yeah. Figure it out is what you're saying. No, you have one leg to train. So that one leg should be devastating. Remember, if you can't move, mm-hmm. you're the lion in the cage. Come over here if you want to. If that's your one option, you got one kick, it better be the best kick. It better be a kick so vicious that no one wants to fight you. Mm, Okay. So just train the mentality, right? Don't be like, well, I only got, no, no. Instead of, man, I only got one leg, it's like, I only got one kick. So trust me, trust me. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Different mentality. And that's what I mean. That's what drives me. It sounds almost like the Bruce Lee mindset of, you know, you train one punch a thousand times so you can perfect it and master it. If that's all you have, then that's all you have. Right, 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 right. And I believe in drills, right? No negative reps. So 
watching somebody do it wrong, stop. Like, stop. What are you doing? Like, stop. Mm. And people don't get it. Like, man, let me just work through it. No. Why would you? No. If you're following your GPS and you make a, it says make a right and you make a left, but you just keep going, it's going to take you that much longer to come back just to get to where you started. Copy. So, so you make you the would, adjustment now. So you, so, you know, Gabe did something to me and he, he resetted me and I was in my head, I was thinking, because I'm all about respect and not ego, I killed my ego saying, well, I know, I, I know, I know, I'm, I know what I'm doing. I'm doing it wrong. So I didn't projecting you that, but I was trying to figure out why he was having me do that. Okay. Cause in my head I was like, yeah, I, I get it. I'm trying to adjust and reset. I know what I have to do. I just don't know how to do what you're telling me to do at this exact moment. So that's where closed miles don't get fed, right? Okay. So it's at the end of the day, this is skill that you're harnessing for yourself. Yeah. You need to be able to get that because you're wasting an opportunity. If okay. somebody's trying to give you a nugget and you're mm-hmm. not getting it, you need to like, hey, can you explain that to me? Like, mm-hmm. it's okay to ask questions. Okay. I'd actually prefer that. You know what I mean? Yeah. You go, uh, if you're if you're interviewing someone and they don't ask you questions back, are they really concerned or interested in what you got going or what you're saying? Or if you're selling a product and they don't ask questions, they're yeah. not interested. So when you ask questions, like I have fighters all the time. I need to be able to explain to you why. Yeah. Like, why do you want me to do that? Like, I'm not a Southpaw. I don't want to stay in Southpaw. I want you to do that because you create more distance. Copy. And it's an easier transition just to take a step back and trying to, instead of trying to scoot out. That's why. Yeah. Okay. That's why. Because now it's easy for you to step forward again and be right back in your fight stance or to take another step back and be right back in your fight stance. So either way, you can close the distance or create the, increase the distance okay. twice as fast. Ah, oh, Okay. But now you understand. This is why we're doing what we're doing. Yeah. And you're, there's never been an opportunity or a t- time where I'm working with someone that I just met. And I watch them. Let me see you shadow box. Mm, okay. That's fucked up. That's fucked up. That's fucked up. <laughs> but instead of me sitting here trying to correct that because I got six weeks and that's what you do naturally anyway. You've been doing that your whole life. I can fix that. But I don't have the time. I want to make you a champion now. Mm-hmm. Not five years from now. Now. You've been following this wrong direction for years. I'm not going to get you back in six weeks. Yeah. So let's create a trap off that. It's fucked up. But we're going to make it so appealing. We're going to dangle that fruit and make them fall for that trap. Okay. So now we're going to use that as a setup. So now what was a flaw is now like, yeah, I wish you would. Okay. Different mindset, right? Yeah. Now you can be calm because you know it's fucked up but you know why you're doing it. And you know what happens if they take that bait. It's like, oh, he only circles to his right. He only circles to his right. Tries to slide to cut you off. And at that very moment, you catch him with a check hook and you're like, ooh, I knew you were going to take the bait. Yeah. Um, At one point in Christine's fight, if you watch uh, her last fight, I'm like, hey, Misfit, do you see it? During the fight. Mm -hmm. She's like, I see it. And she smiles. Her opponent goes, and looks at her coach, and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> so she was like, disengage, disengage. And I'm like, now she's backing up. Now she's backing up. We wanted her fighting off her back foot. Yeah. Now she's backing up. Now she's backing up. She's like, now she stops, and she's like, she doesn't want to back up. So now she starts to circle, and we're like, oh, she's gonna walk right into it. She's like, <gasps> and she freezes again. Yeah. That whole time, there was nothing. We just made that shit up. <laughs> 
But you got it in her head. Just to so show that we can control okay. the other person. Yeah, we did see stuff, but we didn't want her to know that. You know what I mean? We wanted to play that game. Yeah. And when she, they both got stitched up together right after the fight, and no coaches, no media, no nothing is allowed in the stitch room. Mm-hmm. They put them both in there together. So yeah. we're like, shit, we're going to need security. Like, they're going to fight. Yeah. Like, the whole buildup to the fight, it was bad. We're, like, all by the door, both camps. And okay. we're like, man, we're going to have to jump in there and, like, separate them. They're going to keep fighting in there. Like, yeah. we're worried. We're like, and there's scalpels, scalpels and, like, scissors in there. It's like, somebody going to come out maimed. Next thing you know, you can hear them laughing. Really? Okay. And we're like, oh, okay. So the door opens. Beck walks out first. She looks me right in my eye. And she's like, you fucker. <laughs> you were watching everything that I was doing. And this asshole didn't know what to say. And he goes, yeah, that was a good adjustment, man. So now everything's cool. Mm-hmm. And like hugged her, said, you know, we were just trying to get you to walk forward. We knew you wanted to be on your back foot, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I know, I know. She's like, it was a good fight. And I'm looking at him and I'm like, hey, I wasn't expecting you know, the ja- the two to the body. Yeah. I thought of everything else that you could possibly do. I didn't think that. Good job, man. And he goes, yeah, but you made adjustments too. And he goes, I just couldn't catch up. Like, yeah. you made more adjustments than me. And then Christina's like, that's my fucking coach. That's what we do. <laughs> and she's like, you were telling me to step forward. You were telling me to step forward. And I was like, no, I'm not going to step forward. And then you're like, she's not coming forward. Go get her. And she's like, oh, shit. <laughs> And so just hearing that, yeah, it's just like, that was the confirmation I needed. Like, it was no longer a one-on-one fight. Yeah. It was now two-on-one. Because now she's worried about me, and it's affecting her game. Mm. I drowned out her coach, and now she's thinking about, well, I'm fighting two people. So No, okay. one, no that's perfect. Um, it's funny you say that. I remember a competition... I got a uh, double lapel uh, dragged sacrifice throw. Okay. And the coach was yelling it out. It, it happened once and I got up and the coach was like, hit him again. The second he goes for the break. And I was just like, for a second, it almost got in my head. Mm-hmm. For a split second, I was like, no, still do what you're going to do. If he hits you with the thing, get up again. Right. I ended up winning that tournament only because I, I blocked that coach out and just played mm-hmm. my game. So. And see, that's where that, that mental, uh, mental fortitude comes in because you could have fallen for the pressure, right? Yeah. But again, I'm a little different because that coach was yelling to his fighter, right? Yeah. I'd have been like, hey, Madlock. <laughs> <laughs> I would have called you by name like, hey, <laughs> oh, you're not going to do it? You're scared? You don't want to do it? You're not going to let us get that again? Oh, you're going to fight it this time. Well, you know, if you fight it, you're going to leave this open. Yeah. Ooh, do you really want that? He's a beast at that. Like, now you're like, oh, motherfucker, shut up. <laughs> Got to so, block out the noise. There's always a way. There's okay. always a way. There's always a way. And as a good coach, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I do see you mentality-wise as a coach. Thank you. Um, you're not an asshole. You genuinely want the best for people. Yeah. I genuinely. Do. So you can recognize... Just don't shit on me to get that. Right. Like, that's right. all I'm asking. <laughs> but being a coach is a thankless job. Yeah. It's a thankless job because, you know, they will blame you if it doesn't go well. Okay. You're the first person to blame. Uh, if it goes well, you're the last person to get the credit for, right? Mm. So you got to have that. You got to know when you did your best. Copy. I did the best I could do for you. I always have a mantra. I don't care if my fighters leave. I don't. 
okay. not married to fighters. I can train somebody today, never train them again. Wish them the best. The only thing I say is never be in the opposite corner for me because I'm going to body you. <laughs> at, on that, like we're at that time. Let's end <laughs> on that. Uh, don't ever want to be on the opposite corner of Mr. <laughs> no. AJ Easley here. No. Nah, not at all. No. He's. Um, if you guys don't know, Savage Squad representing, um, killing it out there, taking over bare knuckle boxing. So all combat sports, all combat sports, all combat sports, MMA, boxing. Um, if anybody wants to reach out to you for your coaching accolades or, uh, you know, call you in as a coach, are you, are you taking, are you taking new fighters on? Should, should you put out your social or what? Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm always willing to help. Uh, I've actually had cards where there's eight fights on the card and five of them are mine. Copy. So I you're definitely, busy. You're busy. but I definitely don't mind. Okay. Uh, like I said, I want everybody to be a savage. I think everybody needs to be able to defend themselves, and it's hard to sit, for me to sit there and watch somebody do something wrong or yeah. coach somebody wrong. It's hard. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm perfect, but I'm fucking good at what I do. Like I just win. Yeah. I will figure out a way to win. I can take the most <laughs> fucked up situation. NASA, eight pound, eight inches shorter, eleven inch reach shorter. Um, other per- fighter fights at one thirty five. Nessa yeah. walks around at one sixteen. She lost a pound. She went to the bathroom to make weight. <laughs> I have to go pee. Okay, you're gonna make weight. Go. <laughs> yeah. And she took over and won that fight. Even though she got cut, she's never been cut in her life. Nobody knows, but in the third round, she's like literally about to cry. Like I think she was mm. crying. Like. Look at my fucking face. She's looking at the big screen. She's like, look at my fucking face. I'm like, yeah, make hers look just the same. Like, what are you talking about? Get the fuck up. Let's go. And at the end of the fight, you can hear me say, she's like, look at my face. I'm like, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Scarsville character. You got a little bit of character finally. Let's go. (laughs) Like, you're going to feel this forever. Nobody, your first competition Mm -hmm. that you won, there's a difference between competing and there's a difference between competing and winning. Mm-hmm. And there's also a difference between competing, winning, but dominating. Yeah. Those feelings are all so different, but they all have a special place in your heart. Because like you said, you lost to Von Trees or Von Trees got the best of Man, you. Man, he will my I'm going to put that footage out one day. He will my ass. I still have that footage. However, <laughs> however, yeah, it's created who you are today. Yeah. Big fact. Yeah. You still learn to be humble, like you were telling me about the story about the other guy that you didn't really like and yeah. your coach. You're still able to be humble. Yes. See what I mean? Like, and, and in that, I gave him I gave him my neck. I let him get as deep as he wanted to do on that cross-collar choke. If he had to commit to it, he would have finished it. But he didn't commit to it. He was too scared. So I got out of it and kept it moving. You know what you did? What? You created a situation to see if he was really about that life. Yeah. And he's not really about that life. So you gave him a pass and let him live. People think all the time, like, dang, coach, how come you didn't do anything? How come you didn't do anything? How come you didn't? Why? Like, I don't need to prove anything to anybody. I am who I am. Yeah. I'm a savage. I will always be a savage. If you press me enough, I can show you, but I know I'm going to get arrested so I know I'm going to go to jail. Mm-hmm. Then I'll have to call my attorney. That's going to cost me money. People are going to look at me different. Like, so I'm going to make sure this ass whooping is worth it. So if I'm going to go there, we're going to go there. 
Because ain't yeah. nobody in here that's going to be, be able to pull me off of you. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to hit you, but whatever I touch, I'm breaking. And I better be able to sign your cast because that's my handiwork. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Thank you guys for tapping in. We're going to tap out. Um, please like, subscribe. Oh, uh, I guarantee you by the time I post this, we'll be at 100 because we were at 99 last night. So oh, there you go. Yeah. That's what's up, man. Or the other day when I filmed this other podcast. So Congrats. anyways, thank you very much. You guys take care. We're tapping out for now. Peace. Squad.